Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Phrase this ain't ballet, pal, gets thrown about a lot, but wrestling does have plenty in common with dance. On a surface level, it's about crafting something that looks pleasing to the viewer's eye. It should be said that not only are the men and women on this list better at fake fighting than you or I, they could very easily beat me in a real fight and turn me into a puddle formerly known as Psy from What Culture. Still, every fan will have their own take on who were the best at making moves look great and who were the worst. I'm the future puddle of Psy from What Culture Wrestling, and this is 10 wrestling who couldn't do their own moves. Number 10, The Rock's Sharpshooter. Though he didn't invent it, it's fair to say that the sharpshooter was made famous by Bret Hart. The master of the move was asked in 2021 by Fightful's Sean Ross Sapp about his colleagues who also tried to apply it, and he was quick to point out that The Rock had always had trouble putting it on. Looking at Hart's take on the move, it's clear to see why it's beloved. The hitman makes the crossing over of his and his opponent's legs, as well as his subtle hand placement, look easy. He pulls at his opponent to turn them over, demonstrating their weight, and pushes in deep to apply pressure. This is what submission moves are all about, after all, pressure and control. The Rock had very little of either when he began applying the sharpshooter onwards from 2000, often crossing legs over the wrong way and looking as weak as pond water, the Rock sharpshooter has been chastised by both fans and wrestlers themselves. Still, Rocky got it over because it was the Attitude Era, and at this point he could almost do no wrong. Number 9, CM Punk's Elbow Drop. Whilst there may or may not be legitimate legitimate heat between CM Punk and Kenta over Punker's usage of the go-to-sleep, it's hardly the only move in the Second City Saints repertoire that he's adopted from another. Occasionally, Punk will take it to the top rope, point to the sky, and drop an elbow like Macho did back in his prime, although perhaps not exactly like Macho did. Not only was Savage capable of getting some impressive air, he was able to lean into the blow mid-flight. Macho was a marksman with the elbow, always leading it to its mark and making it look devastating. With Punk, he often falls in a bit of a heap. Yes, the elbow is extended, but it's not the singular point of impact. CM Punk himself made fun of this in a 2020 tweet when the WWE on Fox Twitter account put him amongst Randy Savage, Shawn Michaels, and Kyrie Sane as the best elbow drops in the biz, saying, this isn't a list I should be on. So at least he has good humour about it. Number 8, The Miz's Figure 4 Leg Lock. There are some stars that are just born to be heels. Not that The Miz isn't funny or charming when he wants to be, but there's just something so delightfully punchable about his on-screen persona. Ergo, he needs all the help he can get 
during his rare babyface runs. In 2012, WWE paired him with the legendary Ric Flair in a forgettable mentor and student story. In this time, Flair bequeathed his most deadly move to the A-lister. And whilst Miz doesn't lock the figure four leg lock in quite as impressively as Flair did, where it really falls down is an overall performance issue. Miz doesn't use it to tell a story, he skips right to the end. Be of his own volition or the time he's given, Miz never really bothers to work his opponent's leg during any given match. He never has and he likely never will. As such, this already vapid hand-me-down of a move is less impactful as the prior punishment that makes it so effective is missing. More than this, Flair would spend minutes applying the lock, steadily becoming more intense to amp up the atmosphere. It's what made it so memorable. When Miz applies the figure four, he's heaving and grimacing that punchable face before he's even hit the mat. Number seven, Charlotte Flair's Moonsault. Being able to flip your entire body over mid-air is insanely impressive. It's a skill that requires a bit of rewiring of your instincts that tell you that your feet should stay on the ground and by no means should your head ever be below them. The moonsault is perhaps even worse since the move is done backwards facing away from your landing spot. That being said, just because you're able to flip doesn't mean you've mastered a move. As Charlotte Flair demonstrates on a frequent basis, timing your rotation is imperative as is making sure you stick the landing. It probably doesn't help either that she's very tall and even more so that she has a history of cheerleading so it's in her nature to land on her feet. As it is, most of her moonsault landings are rough at best as she flips too soon and lands on her ankles rather than pressing her opponent flat. On the other hand, moonsaulting to the outside of the ring means she at least has to land on her feet, which she does almost every time. Shame then that her standing moonsault always misses her opponents by so much that she may as well have jumped off the turnbuckle and landed in a different area code. Number six, Shane McMahon's punches. Shane McMahon is about the furthest you can get from technical wrestling. Even in his younger years, jumping into his dad's ring to play alongside all those pro athletes, nobody ever pretended that he was more than a glorified stuntman. And he was great at this, so it distracted crowds for some time from his god-awful fundamentals. Since his return in 2016, though, McMahon has been the subject of mockery for what are surely the world's worst worked punches. As a passionate fan of MMA and trained in Muay Thai and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Shane leans too far into wanting to look realistic. His swift and incredibly short movements are all clearly inspired by boxing jabs. However, this is just not how things are done in wrestling. Full arm extension and thrust are the name of the game, and Shane displays neither. It's hard enough to take the boss's jumpy upstart son seriously as a legitimate fighter in his own right, but it's the seriousness with which Shane seems to present himself. He probably whispers sweet nothings to that best wrestler in the world trophy every night. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be 
big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Number 5, John Cena's STF In a 2020 episode of WWE's Untold series, Edge recalled his match with Cena at Unforgiven 2006. He tells the story of how Big Match John accidentally choked him until he passed out via a nasty combination of STF and ladder. Though he laughs it off in a way that pro wrestlers do, since it's just a part of their job, it's a harrowing visual and thought. And clearly it had an effect on Cena, because ever since that moment his submission hold has gone from being genuinely dangerous to looking absolutely ludicrous. To be fair, that is pretty good reason to adapt a move, but there has to be a happy medium. To give it its full name is to describe it perfectly, the step-over toe-hold face lock. Edgy fans of WWE's ruthless aggression days might lament that the name of Cena's move went from the STFU <laughs> back to the simple STF when the PG era rolled around, but in truth, it's been more of an ST this whole time. When Cena cinches it in, there's no face lock. Not only does this mean Cena isn't putting pressure on his victim's spine, which is the point of the full body hold, but it's clear to anyone watching that escaping it would need little more than a duck of the head. Number 4, John Cena's Springboard Stunner John Cena was a fantastic figurehead for WWE's promotional appeal. In the ring, his character is a great role model. Outside of wrestling, he's a promising actor and an honourable humanitarian. It's a shame that his actual wrestling has always been so limited, because everywhere else he succeeds. And while Cena is known for, and has largely got by on, his five moves of doom, he occasionally adds a sixth. Cena's victory over Rusev at WrestleMania 31 is a sour taste many WWE fans remember, but there was something else that night that caught everyone off guard. In a show of otherwise rarely seen creativity, Cena hit his first springboard stunner by running into the ropes, bouncing off of them, and taking his opponent down with a cutter. On first viewing, it's kind of cool because it is so surprising, but even occasionally when it didn't look bad, it still never looked great. The momentum of Cena running one way and then suddenly moving towards his opponent backwards made for an awkward sell, and most of the time Cena could never get his hands around his dance partner's head precisely. Cena used the springboard stunner for all of about six months in 2015, in a period that is fondly remembered as some of his best in-ring work, despite a move that the commentary consistently had to remark as one he never, quote, got all of. Number 3, Eva Marie's Sliced Red Eva Marie's moveset rarely got more complex than running sentons and back elbows. However, in 2015, All Red Everything returned to the company after a hiatus with a surprising new move passed on to her by her trainer Brian Kendrick. Sliced Bread number 2 demonstrated the beauty of fluid wrestling drilled down to one perfect second. Kendrick would run almost vertically up the turnbuckles with his opponent in tow, rotating over them and forcing them onto their back. It was a move that exemplified the Cruiserweight's agility and finesse. Now credit where credit is due, it's not an easy move to pull off because in order to look good it requires a lot of confidence and careful footwork. These are things Marie rarely managed to demonstrate 
as it felt like WWE were always shoving her onto TV well before she was ready. So this is very much a case of running, up the ropes in fact, before you can really walk. Marie's sliced red had all the flat-footedness of a baby deer and looked like someone climbing a particularly imposing staircase in roller skates. It was clear that her opponents were doing most of the work to make sure everyone got out of it safely. It's probably not surprising that her next gimmick had her finding excuses to not wrestle and we were all better for it. Number two, Billy Kidman's Shooting Star Press. The Shooting Star Press might be one of wrestling's most beautiful moves. The end over end rotating flip from the top rope requires grace and precision to hit perfectly. On the one hand, there are those that believe that Billy Kidman was one of the most entertaining acts of his time. He was also one of the first men to bust out a Shooting Star Press on TV, instantly creating conversation amongst fans. And sometimes it looked incredible, but only sometimes. Quite a lot of the time, it looked like Kidman had beef with gravity. He barely got any air, his rotations were late, and his landings were sloppy. If you can't pull off a move time after time and make it look picture perfect, especially in Vince McMahon's clinical sports entertainment world, then you should perhaps reconsider it, doubly so if it has the potential to be dangerous. Unlike other entries in this list, Kidman couldn't do his move for more reasons beyond his own inconsistency. In an August 2004 episode of Smackdown, Kidman hit one of his worst attempts at the shooting star press on Chavo Guerrero, landing wrong and with some serious velocity. He drove his knee into Chavo's head, legitimately concussing his opponent. As such, the SSP was blacklisted at the company, meaning that both Kidman and his tag partner Paul London had to find new signature moves. And number one, Edge's Spear. It's the job of wrestling announce teams, as much as the in-ring workers themselves, to sell. Commentators will tell you how impactful something is supposed to be with how they react to it. But without any distractions, and with the right comparisons, it's fair to say that Edge's finisher is not as powerful as Michael Cole's frenzied calls of Spear implies. The Spear has been a signature move for a great number of major stars, Roman Reigns and Goldberg among them, in part because it's a simple and understandable technique. The attacker throws their entire weight into an airborne tackle, taking their opponent down to the mat, and perhaps most importantly, knocking the wind out of them by burying their shoulder into their enemy's gut. Except Edge doesn't do this, and he never really has. He wraps his opponent in an embrace, pushing the flat of his bicep into them. Despite being part of some of the company's most rewatched moments, Edge's spear has always more resembled a running hug when properly scrutinised. This was exemplified the most during his runs where he assembled a three-man team alongside Rhino. Rhino's spear might have gotten a unique title inspired by his namesake, but it deserved its own moniker because of just how deadly it looked. It didn't even need Joey Styles losing his mind chanting gore, gore, gore on commentary. Although, let's face it, it didn't hurt either. Now, I'm sure I've just upset some superfans of these particular wrestlers, but as I say, this is all done in good fun. If you are going to go down to those comments, either to tell me what for, or to give me other examples of wrestlers that couldn't do their own moves, make sure to hit like on the way and make sure you're subscribed. Head over to whatculture.com for more content every day. I've been Sai for What Culture, and have a good week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.